episode 30. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Today we travel across the pond again. Yes, we're back to England, Birmingham, with Neil Barlow, uh, a songwriter who's going to share all his adventures and his songwriting techniques, talk about Gareth Young, Tommy Denander, other musicians, so strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, we are across the pond once again, and I'm delighted to have Neil Barlow, a songwriter from the great UK, from Birmingham. Correct, Neil? Yeah, that's right, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for for being here on the Dharmic Evolution, man. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Thank you. No, thank you for asking me. Yeah, um, I... You know, I went through all your stuff a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was immediately just captured by your approach to songwriting and really enjoyed what I heard. And I'm so glad we got a chance to uh, to connect together. So now, did you grow up in Birmingham or? Yeah, born and bred. Okay. Born and, born and bred in Birmingham. I haven't, uh, most of my family are sort of moved out of Birmingham. Some have moved over to Australia. Some have moved over uh, to the East Coast. What's uh, going on? Was the water bad? What, what I, happened? I, I, I don't know. I think I need to change my aftershave or something. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good, though. All yeah. Good. So, so uh, just to describe how far Birmingham is from London, can you give us a snapshot of that? Uh, yeah, it's a, hun- it's a hundred mile away. Oh, it's not bad. It's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. In the car, it's about two, two hours, two and a half hours. Okay. So, now for music with you... Um, yeah. When you were a young man, like what drew you to music? What was the original pull that got you interested? Um, that's, that's a good question. I, um, obviously, when I was growing up, it was all kind of glam rock that was out there, um, you know, like Gary Glitter and um, Bowie, um, Bowie, and all that. And it yeah. was the, it was it was the the drums more than anything that that drew me into that and like with the glam rock and um and like the the, the rock side of it and then um and then there was bands that the punk bands came around and there was bands like adam the ants uh, and like the burundi beat that was going on with that and it was just generally that that pulled me into music and um lyrically uh well let uh, me I, stop you just for a go, minute go, go. the you said something really interesting there because the right around that period was when mixing took on a whole new um, avenue of let's bring the drums out front. And I remember because I was in the studio at that time, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, and I and you know, I think it was like earlier mid '80s, and everybody started to say, "Hey, let's bring the drums up li- like really hot in the mix." Yeah. And um, so, and that was around that period. I mean, Bowie, like you said, Gary Glitter and Bowie was hot, and you know, a lot of other bands. Mm-hmm. So tell me about um, you were saying about your lyrics and and you were going into that area. Yeah, just lyrically. I mean, uh, obviously the most obvious one was Bernie Taupin, who obviously writes with Elton John. Right. I used to love love the stuff that he does and um, just the way that he he would write stuff. Um, and uh, of an earlier early age or early age. 
I'd listen to instrumentals um, like uh, that Kenny G would do on the saxophone. Yeah. And obviously he would have a melody that he would play, you know, his saxophone to. And I would write lyrics to that just because the, there was a melody there. And that that's kind of what got me into writing um, writing for music and to music. So. so you did it as an exercise, but you knew you had something in you that said, hey, I can do this. I just know what well, to do with this. Well, yes and no. I mean, it all started really um, as daft as it sounds when I was in the junior school. Um, I mean, academically, I wasn't that bright anyway, but for well, some who reason, is in junior school? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't know, but... Um, None of us know but, what the hell we're doing until we hit 40, and then we look back and go, man, I, was, I, I knew I, nothing. I, I still don't know what I'm doing, so I, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, no, I, I, I remember there was an exercise or I had to write a poem, and, and for some reason I, wrote, I had written this poem, and this memory actually stands out quite well, that this was a piece of work that, that, that actually was put on the wall, and the teacher was really, you know, proud of it and i was proud of it and i thought oh, okay well maybe maybe i'm good at writing poems and, and and stuff so i continued doing that um when i was at school and uh you know through uh when you become a teenager you 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 know you you think the world is really on top of you because you're growing up and um i just started to write what i i felt and you know that um wrote from the heart and I, I wanted to, I, w I just wondered whether I could actually put something to music or, or, you know, transcribe one of them in, into music. And I, I went to art college and there was a, a, a tutor there who was writing music and was with a producer and, and stuff. And I showed him some of the lyrics that I was writing and he, he, he liked the stuff that I was doing. So he, he put me in touch with this, this producer and um my first track that i wrote back in 86 i think it was um called talk to you um which listening to it now sounds really really dated sounds really 80s um, well, let, well let's just let's just take a break for a second i want to play a little bit of uh something more current and this is uh look so deep yeah and that's cool. yeah this is neil barlow everybody look so deep check this out That's beautiful, Neil. 
Beautiful. Who's on? Who's on vocals there? Um, it's it was a session musician, uh, a session vocalist called uh, Vicky Fallon. Um, great, great approach. Uh, the whole production she, is awesome. Yeah, uh, there's a, a guy who um, who I met on some MySpace, a guy called Gareth Young. Uh, we sort of um, met on MySpace. Uh, who you know is a, a producer who, uh, who obviously works from works from Cornwall, which is uh, south east of uh, the UK, um, and he's got a studio in London as well. But he, he's he's worked with uh, the likes of Danny Minogue and the Sugar Babes and All Saints and uh, bands like that. And um, I wanted to write something. And also, I needed a producer to put some music towards it, um, and he put me in the direction of, of, of Vicky, and the three of us wrote this 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 track. And this looks so deep was something that I wrote when I was about fifteen, sixteen. Really? And I, yeah, and actually finished finished the track. Um, obviously, with those guys, I sent the lyrics over to them. They they you know sent some lyrics back to me, not just changed the lyrics very very slightly. Um, and what you hear or what you heard there was the um, you know just a snippet of the final result, right. which, which which was really good because I put that then on onto onto MySpace and then put it onto onto Facebook, um, and used it to network uh, with you know various people and and got in touch with um, a, a guy called Neil Taylor, who's um, you know. He's a solo artist in his own right now, but he's previously worked with Robbie Williams and Tears for Fears and Christy Burr and wow. many, many, many artists. So I got in touch with him, and you know we've become good friends. And also uh, another guy called Tommy Denander, who I've uh, who I've worked with as well. Who again, he's worked with uh, Jimmy Jamison, Dan Reed, Robin Robin Bear, Callis Cooper, Ricky Martin, and and had loads loads more. So this really looks so deep was really the benchmark to actually get me get me out there um, right so you did so. some cool networking and uh you know people i mean these people aren't coming to you because they got nothing else to do so they recognize you know you've got something really good to bring to the table so um are you still continuing continuing to work with these same people or are you networking further do you have other affiliations that you're working um, on i i uh still uh, still working with Gareth. Um, still Great. Current, still uh, currently working with Gareth at the moment. Um, and Tommy has has just done the guitars for us on a on a track. Let me ask um, you: Is MySpace still around? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's. I, I still have the account. Let's put it that way. But whether I, I I've gone onto it recently, and I. I it's not like it used to be okay um, i didn't so. even know if it was still so i was going to suggest that you and gareth outlasted myspace so i'd put that yeah. up on your flagpole <laughs> man <laughs> no well i so, don't network on that at all um yeah. but it's usually facebook and stuff but um it's it's good uh, it, i mean the social net, uh, media at the moment is is a great way of networking i mean yeah uh, the proof of the pudding is you found me um oh and, yeah that was Reverb Nation, which uh, I just went on there very recently, and um, I connected with a whole bunch of people uh, due to my podcast. That's the reason I was reaching out. So I felt very happy that I that I found you and your music, man, because mm. as soon as I started playing, I said, man, this guy's writing th things that I can really get behind. I love what you're doing. So, hey, tell me about your writing process, Neil. Like, what is your, what is your go-to approach? Do you have a favorite? Do you like to sit with a guitar? Do you like to sit on 
a piano? Do you like to just sit with a notebook? Like, is there any favorite uh, approach to creating for you? For me, um, lyrics just come as and when they come. I can be walking down the street. I can have, I can hear a conversation in the background, or I can be driving, or they will come. Um, sometimes when I don't expect them to, right. Um, and even I've I've uh, I've dreamt a song before, and I've I've I usually have a pad by the side of my desk, um, by the side of my bed, and I'll in this one occasion I actually wrote down the lyrics and then went back to sleep and then woke up in the morning and thought I, I'm sure I wrote something, and looked at the lyrics and thought oh, they're not bad, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Um, it's almost like an out of body thing at times. Like, yeah, the, like who who left this here? Did somebody yeah, come in in the night, the milkman or something, yeah. and leave? <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah. I mean, one, one of the one of the guys who who um, who I'm working with with Gareth at the moment is a guy called Michael Johansson. His artist name is Michael J. Scott. Who, oh, okay. Um, I did. Um, uh, we we did an album together uh, about I don't know, about three or four years ago. Um, of which I was lucky enough to write six of those tracks on his on his album, um, but we didn't actually get together to actually write those together. He lives in Sweden, and um, on one of the tracks on the album, he he sent me some something through. He sent me over a really rough idea, uh, which would probably be a rough idea for a chorus and just a, a hummed melody of a verse. Um, and I remember him sending me. Um, the track through to me which was called uh duh, 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 let me just have a quick look um uh, it was a track called i'll be there and i wrote the lyrics probably within about 30 minutes it was during my lunch break actually okay and i sent i sent it back to him and he he kind of the reaction i got back was had you already got these lyrics somewhere i went no they i heard the track and or heard the idea and just wrote down exactly as i felt at that point and everything that i write is is f from me it's my I, I tend to write for myself and my own experiences um and luckily enough people tend to relate to those um and and which is really really nice because you know when you're going through something or when you've experienced something, you only, you think it's only you that is, that is feeling that, or it's only you that are going through that, and nobody would understand it. And when you actually write it down and you've put it to song, people then I'm tending to get people come to me and go, you know what, that is really nice. That is exactly how I felt, um, and it's it's kind of a DIY therapy. Um, so going back to your original question, what what do I use? Um, it all depends. It, it, it will all depend. Um, like, and there's an, the, there will be another track that you're going to be playing, which is a, a track called you, you Gave Your Heart. That was something I, I, I continue to play on guitar, which is whenever I pick my guitar up, but that is something I continue to play. And I wrote, that, I wrote the music to that um, ages ago. Well, let's uh, have a listen to You Gave Your Heart. Here's Neil, Neil Barlow. Check this out. Wow. 
What is your meaning when you say there's nothing wrong? I'm not blind. Please don't lie. What do you take me for? And the storm that's passed our lives. When you came, you took your time. Things I'm not taking. You are mine. What are you looking for? It ain't right. There is something on your mind, you say, and you're going to clip my wings tonight. I'll take it all. You gave your heart to somebody else tonight. That ain't right. What can I do to make you change your mind? If I'm meaningless in your life, then what's gone wrong? I'm alive. Please don't take what I am looking for. Very nice, very nice. You know, you've got a really clear, expressive style to your writing. It's like um, you just find, you know, it, it's it's amazing that you're collaborating because you uh, you tend to have alignment very easily with whatever somebody else is bringing they're bringing the music but everything lines up like perfectly yeah i mean with that track in particular i'd I'd written the idea of the music on on very very roughly on the guitar i mean i'm not i'm not a great player at all in fact i wouldn't i wouldn't call myself a guitar player um i can i can play well enough to write but not well enough to record and that's the reason why i use the best session musicians there are around well they are uh, the uh, i mean they're they're really your your productions are all like stellar quality they sound yeah. amazing well that, that's that's thanks down to gareth again he's the producer on that track but gareth but, you're kicking ass man <laughs> you're just doing great <laughs> but with 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 that track in particular i i, I don't think it's um quickly um, recorded the guitars very very roughly. Right. Sent that sent that over to to Michael over in Sweden. He came back again with a chorus idea, for, lyrically and also um, a melody for like verses. So I'd write the lyrics to that, and then um, the process of that one, I sent I, I'd sent it over to uh, to Tommy Dinander over in Sweden again. He thankfully had done all the guitars for me all the uh the acoustic guitars that you can hear right uh, and then uh got it produced by by gareth and then um sent it over to michael to over back over in sweden again to to do the lyric um to do the vocals on it um so again on those two particular occasions i wasn't actually in the studio working uh with gareth so it's all done remotely Right. Um, so uh, you know, it's, it's getting the team together and actually um, getting it to work. But you know, the, the the what you hear there is 
is is is very much teamwork because you've got Gareth who's producing it and playing the majority of the instruments on there, um, and obviously you've got Tommy playing the, uh, the acoustic guitar on there, and you've got um, you know you've got Michael doing the vocals and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 all good and it's all good when it all comes together. Yeah, hey, is, your, of, is your family musical? Like who in your family was like a musician or writer, poet, anybody? Um, I think my grandfather had some music knowledge in him um i know my cousins are um you know i've got a couple of cousins over in australia and they're um you know extremely talented music wise you know play the piano and, and so on and so forth i've got a nephew who who is stunning on on guitar and stuff so it, it's in there somewhere right it's in the gene pool man it's in there somewhere yeah, cool I'm hey on these sure. on these tracks neil um yeah. i see you've got a lot of a lot of tracks and they're all like i haven't listened to every single one but uh-huh. the ones i've heard are all really really nicely produced now mm-hmm. um so you're working with gareth in addition to gareth like who who else are you working with as far as other producers uh the other producer i mean when when we uh, when michael and i put the album out um called emotional uh the majority of the work that was on there um michael actually produced okay um so you know that that's, that's and this is michael who what's his last name is uh michael johansson is his name oh. obviously the art the, his artist name is michael j scott oh got it okay i yeah. just want to make sure we're talking about the same guy yeah, okay. same, michael j. Same, scott. yeah michael j scott so he he okay. produced the majority of that album Ex, you know there was one or two tracks that um we we had another producer um in sweden that did a, a track called coming home um which again we had tommy play guitars guitars on that as well so right uh, but yeah, I have with Gareth in particular. We have a we have a connection. It's it's really easy to write with him. Yeah, it's uh, so the way know, it should be, right? It should be just effortless, abso- right? Absolutely. I mean, the the track we're working on at the moment. Um, I went down to London, and within an hour and a half, we'd finished. We'd finished writing the structure of a track. So did this mean you had more time for the pub? I got straight on the train and came straight back home. It was like, oh, hang on a minute. I, 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 I booked, I, but I got there and I thought I'd book a train for five hours later. It's like right. I, I had to rebook a train to come back earlier. So, <laughs> so it's, yeah, but it really it worked out really. And the, the, uh, you know, unfortunately, I can't give you the track yet, but the track is sounding amazing so far. So. That's great. So you have you produced it or you've already gone in and cut it or you're uh, just kind of no, roughing the, it out still? The... Um, I'm just waiting for the vocals to be done. I'm waiting for Michael to do his vocals in Sweden, uh, which is going to be done the end of this month. Um, Give us a sneak preview. What's the title? Uh, the title's actually called Crazy. Crazy. I love that. <laughs> love that. That works great. And it's a bit more upbeat for me as well, because the majority of the songs that I write are pretty deep. Right. And also the majority of them are, are ballads as well. Um, so now you mentioned an album. Is this coming to be a full album? or it's, like- out, it's, out, it's already out there. It's a full album. There's 12 tracks on there. It's out there. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on all the all the places that you can download and, music. and what's the title of the album it's called emotional emotional okay yeah so, and, uh, and who is it under is it under you or is it under someone else or no it's under, it's under michael j scott oh it is so under michael people, yeah okay. if if people do a search for michael j full stop scott and uh the album's called emotional and they can download it um 
Okay, so folks, check out Michael J. Scott, and you can hear a lot of the work from Neil Barlow. Hey, Neil, I want to play this other one. It's called Lie. Yep. So uh, featuring Neil Taylor on this one. So here it is, Neil Barlow with a track called Lie. The light in your eyes at dawn would last forever. The warmth of your smile I thought would never fade I've not heard from you for what seems to be a long time Now I feel glad for the decision that you've made When you hide something from me, it's the same as a lie Turn your back Great track, great. So yes. I love the um, I love the song and I love the way uh, great production once again. Good vocals, uh, the cello coming in just at the yeah. right time. All sensitivities are, are are acknowledged and embellished there. So hey, where do you draw your influence from, Neil? Where does it come from? Uh, do you ever think about that, or does it just come unexpectedly? Or is there certain is there certain yeah. things that you like? You mentioned Bernie, Bernie Taupin. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there, there are artists out there that do influence the style of of the production, and also sometimes lyrically as well. Um, that that actual track itself, "Lie," was the influence of the production of that was a guy called David Cook. Okay, um, he wrote a track called "Permanent," and that was mainly piano and um he did a, a live track on american idol where it suddenly kicked in with um a live rock band towards the end and that kind of influenced the production of this um and 
production idea. I mean, uh, uh, other bands and other artists like Daughtry, um, again, another rock band, another American rock band, they influenced me quite a lot with, with the way that I want things produced and, and the sound and the style. Um, but it can, it can be anything. I mean, re regarding where the ideas come from, it can be, as I said, it can be from a conversation, it can be um a situation that's going on in fact lie was the song that I, that I actually dreamt about i wrote i originally started that writing that song when i was about 15 right and it was, it was a song called at that point it was titled today and always okay. um and i remember actually showing the lyrics to gareth and it ended ended up becoming lie because it was missing a few there was it was missing a chorus right um but you were 15 <laughs> i was 15 <laughs> when i wrote today and always but right obviously I, I finished writing i finished writing lie probably about uh six years six years ago something like that right um so, so it so, was worth it oh yeah it was worth I mean, it I mean, because you know art forms are timeless yeah, um, I, I've got a book of lyrics that I've obviously written over the years that haven't haven't made fruition for anything. And I sometimes go back and look at it and go, you know, oh, that's that's a really good chorus. I could use that for another song, or um, you know, I, I chop and change things, or I might use something that I wrote probably about three or four years ago. Or so you know, you're big on the rewrite. I, yeah, uh, but yeah. once they're once they're done, and I mean, somebody once asked me um, in in particular, somebody once asked me when I played "Talk to You" to them, um, they remembered when I I had released it ages ago. Um, they said, "Okay, now you've moved forward with indie music. How would you rewrite that?" I wouldn't rewrite it. It is what it is. I can't. Right. It, it it's and it, it you know I, I can't really improve on that. Yes, I could, but I don't want to. Because well, I mean, let me let it. me uh, restate the question. I mean, like before a song is done. Um, yeah. Just as an example for myself, yeah. I write like um, I, when I'm in mode, I write very quickly, but I don't mm -hmm. I don't finish anything. I just keep stacking them up, and then I go yeah. back, and then and then I finish it but then i let some time pass and then i go yeah. back and say what can i do better on this you know mm -hmm. that that's all i meant is just improving before it's oh, oh, you know, oh absolutely out the door. Yeah, absolutely i mean uh, for instance if i if i go um to work with gareth in the studio i will go with you know normally with the lyrics anyway right but the lyrics that i go with won't necessarily be the final lyrics that we use right but it's a good page holder and it's a good oh, it's, the the message and the intent and the emotion is there absolutely so, and it's, yeah it's a good it's a good start and um right because you, you know, can't wait for it to be perfect or you'll never you'll never finish it <laughs> no absolutely absolutely i mean it's it's a good start like you say the sentiment is there the story is there and sometimes um, do you feel neil that that after you commit to starting it and mm -hmm. you hear different things uh musically mm -hmm. that it may change your path just a little bit to augment what you've done to say wow this lyric i could drop this in here next is a better lyric because of what i'm hearing on a piano over here yeah that that has happened in the past um, um, and also when I've, uh, I've set out to write something is not necessarily been a ballad right. and it's ended up being a ballad because uh -huh. that suited the song better. Um, but also as well, I will have in, in mind when I'm writing it, you know what, this would suit 
a female vocal. Yeah, okay. So I will write with that in mind. Right, very important, yeah, uh, to get the gender correct. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I, I wrote a song uh, in 2011, a, a song called It's, Co- it's Okay to Cry. Right. Um, and when Gareth and I wrote that, obviously I, I'd heard Gareth put his male vocal on there, just, you know, a rough guide. Yeah. It really didn't suit a male vocal at all. Right. Um, and that's when I... I I mean, we spoke, we have spoke before when we spoke about Studio Pros in LA. That's when I got in touch with Studio Pros and I, I used a, um, you know, a lady there as a session musician, uh, as a session singer, and, and she did a, a fantastic job on that job, on that song. Um, and I've used them again since. And obviously, with the track that you've just heard there, there was a guy called Chris from Studio Pros. Right. Um, when finding the vocalist for. Um, it's okay to cry i came across chris and i thought right okay the next song i do or the next song i write i want to get chris to do that and obviously you've just you've just played lie and um great great vocal yeah with with a person in mind to actually sing you but as i've said said in the past i i write for myself and then if anybody can relate to that then fantastic if they if they can't then so be it but um you know i I write for myself and hopefully one day something will happen it's already happening man hey i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna play father for you guys uh this is neil and it's called father check this out Yeah. 
Another good track, man. That is really, really awesome. Can you uh, let us know who's involved with that? Like, who's what's going on here? Who produced that one? Uh, again, it was it was Gareth. Gareth Younger produced that one. Gareth's uh, got something going on with you, man. You guys are a good team. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Um, again, I've got um, Tommy Denander on guitars on that one. Again, I've got Chris from LA um, on vocals on that one as well. So. Um, uh, and I was lucky enough, to be honest with you, with Father Tommy Denanda, um released recently uh, a ten CD box set of his uh, his some of his favourite work um, of you know artists that he's worked with across the across the years. Right. And he he asked me earlier this year if he could include that, so I was extremely honoured to have that included on his um, on his collection. That's fantastic, um, man. That's great. Yeah, but, Father is is one of those. It's one of the the songs that really really touches me um, because I wrote it for my for my father. It's um, just just something that you know I, I needed to get out there and, and actually you know say to my to my own dad that you know it'd be really nice to to get to know you because is your dad still with you? Is he still oh yeah here? yeah oh, he's that's still, cool he's still, man yeah he's still with me. I wanted oh, I'm to so write... glad that he got to hear this. You know yeah it, it it was it was good to to do that. Um, I wanted to write a song f- basically for the living because you know it's um, many many artists or many songwriters may have written you know after the passing which is sometimes a little bit too late yeah but this this <laughs> this 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 one is uh really a message for everybody to and myself included to slow down right slow down and take the time to get to know your loved ones because by the time you want to get to know them it could be too late i hear you, you know? brother uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir i always hated that statement why am i saying that <laughs> i'm not a choir i have never been a choir <laughs> <laughs> but you 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 say you, you asked me earlier what influenced uh, what influenced your song. This this was influenced by my uncle actually. He and and a few other people, um, but in particular, uh, I went to a funeral. Um, you know, quite a few years back, and he he got up and started to you know to do a talk and um, was saying you know you know we know this person, but do we really know this person? Right. And that really got me thinking. And um, you know, I'm at an age now where the you know the, the people that i grow up with you know around school and and you know friends and and their parents are unfortunately starting to pass and right that kind of frightened me a little bit and i it made me sit down and think hang on a second do i you know i know my my dad as my dad and you know i know my mother as my mother but they were somebody before I was born, before my sister was born, and it'd be really nice to know what they were like as a child. What were they like as a teenager? What, you know, who was their first love? And, and uh, you know, really get to know these people. And, and um, because they are people, they're not just your father, they're not just your mother, um, you know, and there are people out there that, you, and myself included, you just get up and you'll make a phone call of a weekend and, and you'll just speak to them about the weather and what you've done during the day. And then that's it. That's your conversation. And you haven't really got to know that person. Right. And it was a message really to myself just to say, you know what, Neil, you, you really need to slow down. You need to actually take the time and, and get to know 
because you never know when the last day is going to be. Well, nobody, you know, nobody you're, you're absolutely right to do this and send that message out, Neil. I mean, I wholeheartedly believe in that because we, you know, socially we're brought up, a lot of us, you know, like I have a German-Irish heritage and you're taught like you don't, you don't show your feelings, man. You <laughs> So it's like you, you're saying, you're giving the right message because you're right. We don't know when our last breath is coming. So do you want to really connect with a person or do you want to just keep it like, uh, you know, polite and, you know, yeah, boring? There, there, there is that. I mean, I, I didn't actually sit down in the room and play this to my, to my dad. Right. I actually, I sent it to him. But and, that's okay. And, you, you so, made the connection with him. Yeah. The, yeah. You know? That was it. And I, and to be honest with you, I'm, uh, I still have to make that time to actually get to know him. And, and, um, but he's, he's, the funny thing was, is I wasn't expecting a massive response from this because my, my dad is, he's a very private person right, and for right. him to show any emotion is really rare. His right. comments on this song was, yeah, that's one of your better ones. And he's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that was that. like that was like giving you an Olympic gold medal for him to say that, right? Well, you know, yeah, when you get a pat on the back, you certainly get a pat on the back. But yeah, it's like, yeah, that's, that was one of your better ones. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks for that. Hey, listen, as we're winding down, Neil, okay. um, tell me, do you have any ideas as far as uh, just giving out a shout out to the younger community, the younger kids, the aspiring mm-hmm. songwriters? Um, any books that you might share? Any advice you might share? Just something to help them on their path what would they do what would a 17 year old kid for example um what would you counsel him to do as a aspiring songwriter uh, good, like if you good, could good. turn the clock back and say well i have all this social media now i have books yeah. i have what what would be the go-to thing um books wise i i don't actually sit and read books as so um so i can't really advise you properly on that but the th- i got I one a- i'll throw it in there while you're thinking um ralph murphy is a um he's done it all he's a producer he's big mm-hmm. with ascap and he wrote a book called murphy's laws of songwriting okay. and it's a short read and i actually know ralph personally the last like mm-hmm. th- four times i was down in nashville i i ran into him like four times in a row <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah he's he's done it all and that's it that's a book where you know kids could go in and go wow look at look at the advice he's giving here yeah. um but um, anything else you would you would think about for the, young guys coming? Yeah, up? I, mean, I, I gave it, gave some advice to to somebody I um, I got in touch with after thirty years. We had a school reunion some some time ago, um, and this the guy who I was talking to he just started writing, uh, but he didn't feel that they were any good. The stuff that he was doing was any good. And I just the only advice I would give to anybody is just write anything. Right. Write it. Write it down. Even if you don't think it's any good, don't throw it away. Just keep it, and then the next song, the next song, or the next lyric, or the next whatever you can write, and you can always look back and you can see how far forward you've come. Um, I I remember Prince being interviewed some time ago, and the interviewer asked him, "What is your best song?" His reply to that was, "The next one." Yeah, it's a good it's a good reply because and I to- yeah. I totally agree with that because I when I wrote Father that was great I was on to the next one right and it's like when we when we finished crazy right that's done write the next one 
But isn't that a great position to be in that you always get to write the next one? And that's why, for me, I think music, I said it earlier, it's um, it's timeless, but it's also ageless. It You know, you could have, I've had a 17, 18-year-olds 17, on this show, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm looking to have people much, much older. Uh, and if I could have gotten B.B., King before he died, yeah. I would certainly have him because it's like you get to keep doing this, which is so yeah. cool. It's just great. Hey, um, Neil, the best way for people to reach you, like the the public, to find your music, to purchase your music, to show their support for you. How do we get a hold of you and, and your music? Um, the, first and foremost, go out and buy the album. Okay, uh, which is on uh, you. Uh, sorry, it's on um, iTunes and. Amazon and all, CD Baby and all that. Um, and that's so that, emotional, correct? That's emotional, yeah. Right. That's by an artist called Michael J. Scott. Right. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com forward slash Neil Barlow hyphen songwriter, or you can find me on my uh, Facebook music page, which is, um, if you can put the link on there, that would be great, uh, which is obviously facebook.com uh, forward slash pages forward slash Neil hyphen Barlow hyphen songwriter and then there's a load of numbers uh, but also you can find me on twitter as well which is twitter.com forward slash neil underscore songwriter so i mean by all means contact me there and if you've got any questions then i'll gladly answer them and would you be reaching out would you encourage people to reach out for pretty much anything collaboration um obviously lyrics People looking for somebody with your style that ne- they need some help on their projects is something you you would welcome, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, okay. I certainly certainly do that. Great. Certainly, certainly give guidance if I if I can, then I will do. But yeah, uh, excellent. It's, it's have confidence in yourself. I mean, I'm not the most confident of, of people, but believe in yourself and have confidence in yourself, and then um, you, you'll be surprised at what you can actually do. It's great. Hey, Neil, thank you so much for being part of the Dharmic Evolution. Had a great time on the interview today, my brother. No, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Well, there we go. Neil Barlow from Birmingham in the UK. Learned a lot today all about Neil's songwriting process and got a chance to visit with all the great songs he's written. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So hope you guys had as much fun as I did today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. Until next time, you have a great day. I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs> <laughs>